0: To the club In my 1964 caddy street Ready to start. At a quarter to one Just to looking for fun I said, a twist for me baby Hit a rip for me baby Take another shot Get lit for me baby It's a quarter to two What you wanna do Country
1: Country
0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 78 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises, as the official in-arena gear of the NFB podcast. And of course... Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, along live the Cowboys. What's up, everybody? What a day. What an episode we got ahead of us. The man of the hour, the talk of the town. Kai Hamilton comes on the show today to share his NFR experience. We'll get to all that in a bit, plus all the other NFR news, plus the PBR news, plus some Christmas plans. Holy smokes, what a day we got ahead of us. But before we get to all that, let's get to the boys. Jason Davidson, what's up, buddy? The talk of the town. Is he not? What a, what a way to
1: go! Yeah. Well, I'm only home from Vegas for about forty-eight and some odd hours now, and I still feel um, the effects. And of look, and look seven like days. Shit. Do I look bad? Yeah, you look. Thanks, like you're, you look like you just come from Vegas for a week. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell you what, I haven't done that kind of a stretch in a while. That's a grind. That's long a grind. Long. You know, long I think long. I started off well. I was just going to go down and play a little blackjack and I look over my shoulder and who do I see? Dalen Swearingen, Dalton Castle, Mason Taylor, Austin Richards, the crew. They were down riding some bulls. LJ. LJ's deal at the uh, the Resorts World. So I thought I'd just go over and say hi. Named (laughs) an $80 tab later. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good to see those guys. I'll tell you what. um, That's quite a entertainment value I think as far as just bull riding goes those contractors they hire those guys correct Tanner you know a little bit about that because you we had LJ I missed that episode yeah the they bull team those stuff guys. for the yeah. bull
0: team stuff well it's different they enter them you know those those guys all enter their own bulls so bulls? It, yeah LJ is not like paying for bulls you know right like those bull right. team events those guys are paying big money to enter a set of three bulls and three or four bulls i should look into a little bit more but here's the gist of it they enter their bulls they're three bulls they win their money on how well their bulls buck but also if the guys ride them they get more points so they're they're all like really rider friendly bulls that these guys are entering and bringing so you're going to see lots of you know 88 90 point rides i think those guys maybe not at that one but at lots of them they bring their own riders as yeah. well. Yeah. So you you know, like like you're gonna want to bring your John crimber on your ninety point bull and you want him to ride him because you get more points and then you can win the championships, right? But it's big money. I think there's a hundred some thousand at that one of LJ's and how many entries, right? Like they're getting to be big, huge, uh, huge events, but guys are making a lot of money. Was it a pretty good one there at Resorts World? Good setup oh, those, and
1: stuff. Every bull just stuck their head out and left or to the right and kicked and spun and yeah, they made some good bull rides. Really good. Dalen made a great bull ride, but they got him on a slap right at the end. Uh, Castle was 91. Um, I believe Castle rode all his bulls. Um, yeah, just, boy, I, I as a bull rider, you'd think those guys would be licking their lips to get on any of those bulls, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressive. not sure what's
0: added in the actual bull riding side of things for the riders, but I, I know that those events yeah, are really made and catered for the, the contractors themselves. LJ's big in that game. But Scott Burn? what's up, bro? You're there too. What are you doing, buddy? Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out. We just got rolling. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, dude. I'm good.
1: Yeah, everything's going good. Just fucking hanging out. I know like one place I was not, and that was Vegas. Like mm-hmm. you, like me. We you had we, the invite. We had to, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but we had to stay home and grind it out, man. It's fucking that mm-hmm. time of year. Oh ho ho yeah. oh, I've invited Scott to Vegas and on several holidays and every. And uh, maybe it's me. <laughs> I never, i'm starting to i'm starting to think maybe you just don't want to hang out with me it's okay buddy i do i do uh mm-hmm. no we just um brayden just got home from college on saturday dylan's getting ready to go to arizona lots of shit going on so we just uh hung out here it's minus 10 this morning uh, we are recording this so that is not like normal it's always been minus two or zero but having a great winter that way so far so do you guys we're have any snow there just a little if, bit not yeah, much same tell,
0: here. don't even know if we're gonna have a white christmas boys first time ever you have none up there the lake but, I've like got just, some just a little, just little bit here like year. the last two days the yeah. lake like outridge when i was up at outridge they got snow up there but yeah it's like looks but like, not enough to oh. snowmobile yet is there no no definitely not definitely a little bit different for a normal December. Yeah. yeah.
1: This we had this was the winter of 96 and No snow. Um, no snow. Uh, I remember we were okay. I went into the centennial auditorium to watch Wide Mouth Mason at New Year's and we came out to snow. Went so in there, bad. it was just a fall day and came out. Fun fact, Tanner. Fun yes, fact, sir. we yeah. fed cows uh out on Steve's that land that you own yeah. um, till like well into January with no snow that same year. Really? Yeah. It was kind of good. But, you know, the kids, eh? The kids just like, oh, my God. Like, not my kids so much, but little kids like yours, they'll be just wishing there was more because that's what it's all about, right? And we're, as adults, are like, no, no, no.
0: (laughs) It's okay. It's okay.
1: (laughs) We can go without snow for Christmas. Oh, fucking ho.
0: Yeah. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, Jason, let's uh, roll into it. I think, first off, uh, I don't know if it's the FOMO or what. I'm sure Scott's got the same thing, but we better do some NFP stuff next year at the NFR. I think we had a big enough uh, presence there without even being there mm-hmm. through uh, <laughs> through a bunch of different avenues of uh, hashtag NFP situations. But maybe next year we, we set something up and get down there, the crew. I agree. We'll
1: talk to let's we'll talk to my friends at Resorts World. We'll get something sorted out. Daily. Well, it's just we had so many people there. We could have tapped into our resources and did some stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a lot of options there. It's huge, right? What was the vibe? Like, how was it this year? It seemed bigger and better yeah, than ever. I lactos. agree.
1: Um yeah, it was again Cowboy Christmas records I talked to Mary Jane Carpenter um from resist all and they they had a bigger space this year they brought more hats out and by day three they had holes in their hats like sizes gone yeah. day three yeah. resist I never come back I never got to uh Cowboy Christmas till the last Thursday Would you get me um the same thing I got everybody else in my family. <laughs> You guys will really enjoy it, <laughs> especially if you if you don't like clutter because you don't have to clutter anything up, is what I got here, it's up. <laughs> anyway. You know, it was crazy busy. Um, oh, fucking dick, I don't know, it was different. I last year I went on the front part of it for a bit, came home, and then went back at the end. Um, obviously, with Stetson, Stetson, right? Um, pulling out. After his second horse, um, it was pretty. You know, it was emotional for sure. It was a tough gig for the kid. He he went in there not really telling anybody that there was an issue. Like he was in his mind, he was just going to go in there and win three buckles. Um, obviously, we saw how that worked, and uh, and he had to pull out. So that was tough. Um, Still wins the all-around by a landslide and doesn't even win a check at the National Finals Rodeo. But how about our boys Zeke and uh, Kai? They just kind of took over. So I guess we had goals of winning three buckles, and we came home with three buckles with our athletes, which is awesome. Um, That that was cool. That Zeke is – that guy is amazing, Mm -hmm. you know? He is freaking talented. We all know that. But to watch him ride and, like, think of it, four world championships. Four. Yeah. And and what a the, runner um, I did the math on it. Um, only, uh, only the fourth or fifth guy to ever do that. There's Wait, actually a, a Canadian cowboy that has done that. What's his name? I'm going to have to look it up.
0: I Pete should Knight? know it. Is
1: Isn't that Pete what Knight? it is?
0: Pete Knight. You good job. Pete Knight, right. There's a funny there was a thing on the internet uh, the other day after Zeke won it. And it was, I, I think it was Chad Thompson that put it on. And it was, uh, is it fair to say that uh, Zeke Thurston recency bias, but is it fair to say that Zeke is the best ever until we see footage of Pete Knight? It's, it's hard to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad Germanson's in that mix. Clint Johnson, Dan Mortensen, billy et bauer
0: is that just bronc riding
1: that's four-time champions of the bronc riding and that oh, was bronc riding. yeah
0: fuck yeah but like you say scott just like his poise right yeah. when he's climbing in there his shoot procedure it's just utter confidence right like he's going for the title and that thing both the last two are half squatting and not standing good and he's just cowboy and knows like it's gonna get worse and Goes, kicks that one in the belly. They wave the barcode, Yes, and Just fucking yeah. gasses her. I'm Like, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Shout out to our other two bull riders as well Jordan Han- uh, Jordan Hansen and Jared Parsonage. I think Jared uh, brought home over 100,000 of those US doll hairs. Yeah. Rider right. Rider right. Come back after a not so stellar finals last year, a rough one, and uh, wins around, I think, two seconds um and i'm i might be boxed, but that ride in the 10th round i don't know how he doesn't get a round buckle there that was just plain robbery
0: rider on uh womanizer womanizer oh fuck, was that good he's so he's got <laughs> such good style hey long reign it seems like and just well that's like, for just womanizer beautiful. yeah
1: if, if you don't if you don't give her, her head, she must not be as good. I'm not sure, but when that gate opened and she was kind of stalling a little, just a little bit there, it was looking like he was given the number one already before he even got off his 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 hand was so high in the air with the rain, like I'm yeah, just way like, over his geez. head. Yeah. Oh my god, you'd be holding on to nothing.
0: Yeah, you'd just be balancing, leaving the chutes right until she takes her head. I would imagine. I don't know if it's a he or a she that horse womanizer. Mm-hmm.
1: It's probably
0: not a he, good feeling. Oh, that's some, that's probably a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, probably can't be a good feeling. But yeah, I seen <laughs> it was supposed to. It was like, that guy makes Brock riding. Like, same as Zeke. Like, they make it look fun, you know? Like, yeah. this style. They're so good at it. But yeah, that was good watching those guys. Yeah, Zeke could definitely be a full pro once again on this uh, segment. Just the way he held himself together. Wins the average two years in a row. Wins the world title. Back-to-back. Now four-time world champion. And looks good doing it. And just stays the course, right? It was fun. I would sit and watch on uh on the on the broadcast every night, and it was very exciting to to tune in and see that broadcast. They do a good job with that. Yeah. But fuck, we're gonna see some changes by the sounds of it. Looks like Jeff Metters, the dog, the dog has He's put in his life. resignation. Yeah, like right away, December thirty-first. He is done with the Cowboy Channel.
1: Yeah. I I heard some rumblings that uh He's going to make the switch and possibly possibly be a Teton Ridge employee. So we'll see what happens. Who, who knows where that's going to go. No I shit, eh? a, I would imagine he has options.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. so now, good.
1: What did he say? How many NFRs has he commentated? It was a lot, though. Oh, God. Back to the 90s.
0: Yeah. That's 30-some yeah, years of him and Butch. So I don't know if yeah. he was there before. No kidding. Butch? Yeah. Yeah, they're iconic, right? So, crazy. That, that's, a big change. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, there's different... If the different rodeos do their own hiring for some of that stuff, right? We've seen, like, uh, Schiffner in Fort Worth, and, you know, there's some different people that do different commentating at different places. I don't know if the Cowboy Channel runs all of that or owns all of that, but I think we can see... I don't think it'll be the last we see a Jeff, that's for sure, on TV, no. but... um. Yeah, that's pretty wild, though. It's yeah, he's he is very very good at his job. So, but I think I him. think
1: he was fairly, in Cowboy Channel. Like I think he was a, one of the managers or something like that. Like it's not only his commentating part; it's probably the business end of it too within Cowboy Channel. So he'd definitely be sought after for someone that was maybe, gonna do the same, or start something the same. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it says on his Instagram that he is a uh, founder and owner of Geronimo Productions, president of the Cowboy Channel, mm-hmm. and host of the Las Vegas NFR since 1991. He's been hosting that motherfucker longer than I've been alive. <laughs> How about that? So, yeah, 33
1: years. Wish I could say the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's the president of the Cowboy Channel. So, yeah, yeah, this is quite the ordeal going on. And with to do it... In a, within a couple another, weeks
1: only for another 11 days
0: holy yeah. wow we have to follow along with that one and see where
1: Gotch's shows up being a knot right now
0: <laughs> what'd you say
1: gotcha's Gitchies will be in a knot right now <laughs>
0: nice oh shit. Uh, okay um well, let's get into the the Kai Hamilton saga. We get into it within the podcast itself. Um, we talk a lot about the the concussion side of things and all that, that that a lot of people are talking about. There's a mixed bag of emotions right now between people thinking it's the coolest thing ever and then people thinking it's the dumbest thing ever. So we wanted to get him on here and talk to him about it and get his opinion on it. And we talk about it in the, in the interview itself, but I think the moral of the story is it's a flaw in the system itself, within the rules, within um, the association that he's a part of, and there is no rules where it says that you can't ride without a concussion. And if you give a 23-year-old kid that's going for a world championship uh, a shot to get on to win the world championship – He's going to do it. And I think that we can all attest to that. And for me, this falls back onto uh, the association itself. And there is nothing that says, you know, that's the sport of rodeo, I think, is behind in it. Whether whether it comes to concussion protocols and all that other stuff that, that uh, all other sports have, PBR has, um, PBR Canada has. And it's just a tough situation. And Kai rolled the dice. Kai knew the effects that it would have. He knew what he was getting into. He knows what he was getting into when he started this sport. And he talks in it. You'll hear it. He was willing to to go and, and sacrifice everything he has for that world championship, right? And um it's uh yeah, it's a tough one for me due to the circumstances of um, you know, I've obviously the president of the Type Posbon Foundation and it's not so tough when you walk your buddy down down the aisle at his funeral, right, after after what happened to Ty and the head injuries that he sustained, and we all know what happens in the future. And Kai knows that as well, right? It's just he was ready to, to lay it all on the line to win that world championship that day, and he talks about it in the podcast that, you know, he's not going to do that at a smaller rodeo or something like that. It was the circumstance that he was in, the situation that he was in, and he made the decision. And that's that's pretty much the gist of it, right? Well, and and, I think
1: it, it looked worse. It really looked worse than there was a lot of action going on with that bull. And um, a lot of people don't understand that bull didn't hit. They didn't hit heads. That was the blow to his chest that broke his rib and, and whatnot and bruised his lung that knocked him out. Um, still, it's it, the variety, you know, Kai's still unconscious, yeah. but yeah. Um, as Donny Gay would say, just listen to the clip. Knock the shit out of, it. knock dog the dog shit, shit out of, knock the dog, dog shit out
0: of. It. Um, oh, a what line. a commentating! Holy, that guys. was a line. So, um, how do you get? Does he get away with that just due to the fact that it's Donny Gay or that it's the Cowboy Channel? I love well, it. Well, it's a live it. feed.
1: Yeah, it's a live feed. I don't. Even, there's not even a delay.
0: I, I don't know if think. you got pee-pee slapped at all for that. No. Well, I, I don't doubted. think so. No,
1: I don't think so. I thought you. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Knock the it's dog not, shit out of him. Open yeah. the
1: gate. Yeah. <laughs> Open the gate. <laughs> um. So we'll keep in perspective that Kai. No, and you'll. Everybody will hear it on this podcast. But things could have went totally the other way. Yes, right. It totally. could have went the wrong way. And the bottom line is, he made the choice, and we've established that. We'd all probably make that choice in that situation with that on the line. Um, but until rodeo wants to catch up with the protocol and all that kind of stuff, then it is the rider's decision, whether it's bull riding, bareback riding, calf rope, whatever. So that's the long and the short of it, right there. He made the choice, yeah. And it'll go down in history as probably one of the great single efforts in a day at NFR of all time because of the two perfs that he had to get on, which we'll get into in the pod. Mm -hmm. And he won himself just shy of $115,000 in those two perfs.
0: Yeah. And for those who are listening in the door, probably
1: can't win that world title or there's definitely not the gap there is from first to second. If he doesn't get, you know, get get that money, those two performances.
0: Yeah, and you know, like Sage was one of the only guys to stay on that that perf itself, right? So he made a huge comeback and was hot on his heels to win it. It looks like he blew it away now, but that was because of that $115,000 day he had. And we talked about Sage had a $90,000 two
1: days, yeah, right?
0: right? So he was was coming at Mm -hmm. him too. And like you say, Scott, and it's tough in the rodeo side of things, right? Because it's the right to work, right? Jason, you can't really tell somebody that they can't ride or how does it work within the rodeo world? Can they put that rule into play, like concussion? Play I, I believe the there's play?
1: no rule that Tandy can't pull anybody out.
0: There, there is 100%. Like the, within the PBR, just as of recently, uh, the doctors can hold you out of competition. But in the rodeo side of things, Tandy can recommend you not get on, tell you that you shouldn't get on, but there's nobody that can actually stop you from getting on Mm -hmm. and that's where that comes into play in a situation like that if you're not forcing him that he cannot ride that kid at 23 years old is going to ride and we've seen it within with a lot of guys that you know don't go pbr and go rodeo and to try to get around that so that they can can keep riding right so i wonder what elvis is thinking when he's watching that right that Delvis takes those two hits and, and Mm -hmm. his life changed forever. You know, Curtis Anderson, uh, you can find him on Facebook and traumatic brain injury survivor, but, but changed his life forever. And he's a big advocate for that, especially that second hit. And that's where that stuff comes into play. Right. We don't know the effects and concussions affect everybody so differently. It's You don't know from one guy to the next how it's going to affect you. A small hit affects somebody more than a big hit a lot of the times. It's such a hard situation to, to be in and talk about, and you don't know the effects until later on, and by then it's too late, right? But, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that, that that was allowed to happen, and hats off to Kai for stepping up to the plate and um, for doing so well, but he talks about it on here too, right, when we get into it about the kids and and... Probably not following in that footstep and doing that right. Um due to the due to the effects that it'll have. But yeah, crazy situation. Bottom line is the... you're right though. When you're when your goal is to be a world
1: champion and you're that close, you're rolling the dice in my and that's what we do. Yep. Like number one, you're riding bulls for a living. Yep. So you're obviously not afraid or scared to put yourself in harm's way mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. We all know
0: it. When you tie your hand into that motherfucker, you're willing to die. That's you and you have to be at the highest level. And and with what he showed there, that's the place that he's at. Which when you get to be like 45, maybe he'll look back and be like, Holy shit, right? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. at twenty-three fucking years old, and when the doctors let you out of the hospital and Tandy and Sports Med team says he says to them, Am I gonna die if I get on? They say no. Which is not true, I don't think. It's like, there is the possibility time. of time, every time you get on a bull. It's fucking go time, and he did that. But
1: he did establish kids out there, young'uns. Um, different time, different situation, different amount of money and title on the line. He probably would not have done that. So he, is, he was making a businessman's decision, and it all worked out. I think that's where it all ends right there all worked out set set a single season record
0: yeah yeah i know that's the hardest too it's like everything that we've been advocating and then he goes and and uh and wins which makes it a bit tougher to show the evidence but there is the evidence on the other side of guys that it hasn't went that way and it could have went the other way for kai and he understands that but Yeah, so that's where it's at on that, but we'll talk more about it within the pod, and Kai really clears up a lot of that stuff, so I think it'll be important for everybody to listen in for anybody who's on either side of it, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it. Kai explains his thought process and ultimately his decision. so that's why we got him on to talk about it, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Ad read, boys. Riverside Dodge, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. is home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you, or Scott, or Jason. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP. buttcast. Boom. Nailed it, boys. We had a Christmas party for the kids. It was Riverside Dodge at Old Minto Bowl in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan.
1: Got up. Uh, Minto oh, Bowl still yeah. a thing. Wow. Buddy. Minto buddy. Bowl. Sounds parking. like a really nice place. Yes. Oh, do you remember
0: I, remember Ruckers? Like, do you remember the, the gaming place, Ruckers? Do you remember Ruckers? Okay, yeah, well, that's what the Semento Bowl has a bowling alley. It's got all the games from like the Ruckers, but they're all like new games. So it's a gaming place. Now they've got bumper cars and they got go karts, like racing go karts. Is yeah. it? Did they add on to that building or what? Yeah, I think so.
1: Obviously. Fuck, <laughs> I used to huck bowling balls through the back wall. I was fucking so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's only five pin though. you guys like five pin or ten pin? I, Fuck, I hit them I'm, so I, I hit him so
1: way. I hit them so hard they went from five to ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay for red flintstone. Yeah. Uh, twinkle toes. Twinkle toes. Yeah. 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 Right, right.
0: yeah. I'm more of a ten pin guy. They only have five pin at that one a little bit (laughs) lame in my opinion but uh i'd like me some 10 pin but other than that it was a good time santa claus made an appearance i think my kids have seen santa claus maybe eight to ten times now at different venues (laughs) oh really they got it figured out no they got it figured out i think so i think they they just kind of get going along with it i think they kind of understand especially layla she's she's gonna be eight so i think this is probably our last good one with her right, which she's as
1: soon as them. she finds out, the rest will believe either because yeah. she'll tell them, "Hey, well,
0: it's fucking YouTube and everything that they have access yeah. to. Like it's fucking yeah. what a world we're living in." But that. we'll see. Okay, other NFR news: the crossfire. You see, you guys, you guys see that the drama that went along with yeah. like that in the in the team roping, pretty wild. I thought it was a automatic no time in the crossfire rule, which is when you heal the steer too fast before it's turned. Coleman Proctor mm-hmm. was 3.1 would have set a new arena record and they get called for crossfire at 30 seconds to their time. And I think I kind of fucked with him that healer the rest of the week. He didn't, he didn't rope like he, I think he was half waiting or trying to figure out his timing. I think they missed a few after that, but I thought it was pretty cool. I think you should be able to crossfire that bitch as soon as you can rope fast, as you can rope. Yeah. Him, fuck. Yeah. Why, why not? You're that fast. Give her. I like and it. Man. Get
1: the instant replay back in or not back in,
0: in in, yeah, yeah there Several. was a few different situations. Right? Yeah, it's too much money,
1: too much money.
0: Yeah, there was uh, which other one? Oh, Tyler Waggis Pack on the oh, yeah, in the steer wrestling when they called him or didn't flag him for that uh, steer's four legs not being well, out. Yeah. And bulldogging. Hey, did you guys see after Dol he won the world? only
1: had to catch his steer and he ran at that barrier? He would have won the round. I think it was three something. All he had to do is catch his steer to be a world champion.
0: And he broke the barrel in the last round. Okay, broke out. Did you see the when they panned to Tyler Waggish Pack behind the shoots? Yeah, no, I was there. Holy what fuck. did he s- what Holy fuck, he was like going off. I don't know what he was saying, but it was like, he was high. You know what? Like, you know, like a gracious winner, like maybe like a golf clap, like, oh, fuck, good effort, buddy. You know, like you won. He won. He knew he won. He is like fucking high fiving the boys on the fence, jumping around. And he was. We I got the video. <laughs> yeah, it, he's like, like,
1: put that shit back up there. He, it was something up on the yeah on the big screen there that he wanted to see again. I don't know if it was his runner or something.
0: I don't know. It was crazy. he was going on, which it didn't look good. It looked like it looked like he was calling the other guy out if he had a, a beef with Dalton Massey or something. I don't know, but it definitely was not a gracious win for sure. <laughs> it looked like pretty bad, yeah. but hey, it added to the to the drama of it all. What else was there? Hey, Scott, tell us about Kyle DelGliese. Does he even win a bunch of money again, brother? Yeah, he
1: he rolled down there and won uh, twenty two thousand. Him and Brennan Fist won twenty two thousand each in a at a big jackpot previous to the World Series.
0: Jesus.
1: And then he went into the World Series and won just over fifty U.S. So yeah, he had a good. Uh, oh no, kidding. So seventy some thousand U.S. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Shit. Jeremy Bueller only won ninety thousand. But yeah. not to one up both of you. Rocky Dallin. Like yeah. for over a hundred. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Was it Murray, Murray. Lit to
0: come too? Was yes, it, they won. Rocky well.
1: Murray? Rocky won with several or a couple different guys, but one of his wins was with Murray.
0: up yeah, For sure. Fuck. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping about... for
1: a, I hope I get a fucking big Christmas present out of that winnings of Kyle. Uh, not happening. Sure.
0: Did you get it last year? Cuz didn't he win a bunch last year too?
1: I think it was the year before they won over 100k
0: each, yeah. Jeez, that's good for them. Yeah,
1: yeah US, yeah. so,
0: you know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jason, the Stetson situation, you touched on it a little bit, but uh, you know, what was he saying afterwards? We all seen the the video of him breaking into tears. You see Cody literally hunker him in tight, you know, Cody, I don't think you wanted it on camera and he was just trying to get him out of there before he had a breakdown but i think you can see the emotions and what stetson was going through at that point to to be able to not be able to ride but what was the what was the behind the scenes situation we asked kai but uh you yourself was it pretty hard for you or or what did you say to him
1: well i i sent him a text that night because i wasn't down there yet and um i never got a response till the next morning and but you know what, Stetson as a champion, he is like, you have to, when you take something away from somebody like that, and that's all they th- eat, sleep and and dream about, you know, that like, he had full intentions of going in there and winning three buckles. Like that was. He that was, was rolling the dice. He was absolutely. And, the he, and he worked really hard to get there. And nobody knew what, what he went through to even get there from the wilderness <laughs> circuit finals where he'd literally. <laughs> basically almost tore that, or I think he did tear that hamstring off the. Yeah. So it was not easy. And I, and if you watch that first Bronc ride, he was going at that horse and then just all of a sudden he's not on that horse anymore. And then you really saw it in the bull riding that night. And, and I think that's when you got to make a business decision too. That, you know, for me watching him not be able to make, um, or navigate that corner and that bull into his hand, because he's basically riding with one leg, right? So you're yeah. just you're putting yourself at a, an enormous risk. But you know what? As a that just the person Stetson is, he was late for one signing on that that third day because he was with sport medicine, or sorry, before the second performance, um, getting worked on. He was late, but showed up. And then he was on the back of the shoot, supporting his brother Ryder and Kai every round after that, you know. Um, and today, well, we're we'll be a day later putting this out. He was back in for a second MRI here on Monday, and surgery Wednesday. And then here we go. Here's the rehab, which could be anywhere from four to six months, and then yeah. you know hit the ground running in July and and qualify for another national finals rodeo. Yeah. but still finished. I think he finished fourth in the bull ride and never got on a bull. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Great. And in the top 10 in the bronc riding too. Okay. All-around do you, champion. and all around champion. Yep. Do you think within a certain point in the finals, there's 10 rounds previous to, to round five, do you think they should bring the next guy in line in? Like, if he turned, no, I'm just saying, like, it wouldn't. I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I would really be fine either way. I don't like you bring your 16th place guy in as an alternate, uh, as an alternate, you know, but I wouldn't cut it off at five. If he can get on in the ninth round, I'd let him get on in the ninth round. There's so much money there. Yeah. Um, there's talk though with this new deal done with Vegas that by the end of it, it's going to be at like 50,000 a round. Oh, Ooh, fuck. I am you fucking fuck. going to start riding bulls again like I used to. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm coming for you, baby. I'm coming for you. I'll entertain
0: oh, some God. shit. That would be entertaining. <laughs> We should have a a specialty act. You riding. You getting on Devil's Advocate. Oh, I'm going to start riding. Uh, Charlie, I know where I'll 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 be for that.
1: I'll be on the other side of the buck and shoots for that. And Uh, I'll have a hat or two and some bean bags ready to start throwing out there. Really bright ones.
0: Basket full of marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's what everybody's wondering when, you know, the return of Stetson or when that's going to be or what the future prognosis will be. So that's good. That answers questions there. Um, Other news within the NFR housekeeping items. Jared Parsonage, we talked about him a little bit, but I think we really got to go back to that round 10 ride when he rode flapjack. That bull was unridden up to that point of pages, and that bull's in the running for Bull of the World within the PBR last year. And big, stout, honking, brindle. Jared made him look easy, which Jared does. But yep. that was a bull ride. And I don't think it got the credit that it deserved. Jared makes him look, he's big and tall, and he has to make it look simple. And he makes all those bulls look easy. His ride in round eight on, I think it was razmataz same thing, it was a fucking bull ride. You put mm-hmm. um, Kai or you put Stetson on that bull, you're 85, 86 points. At the last round bull, you're 90-something for sure. You know, Jared's 81 and 88. For Jared to get an 88, he's fucking doing it. So shout out to him. He rode bulls, got shut out the year before that, comes back this year, rides four, I think, and wins over 100,000 and and, uh, really redeemed himself, I thought.
1: You know know what the real shout out is, though? He might have looked looked good and made some good bull rides. He does not smoke cigarettes very good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I he really tried to light him from the wrong end.
1: Oh it was hilarious we got we had all our bull riders together there the last night at that resorts world and and four Marlboros going it was it was pretty fun nice um but yeah we had to straighten that out for the young man and get that cigarette turned around so he could actually get her going
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jordy as well Jordan Hansen right started off really slow. And then uh, really, really turned it up the second half, which is good. You never want to go to that finals and get shut out, right? It just obviously feels like dog shit, all that money that's available there. So it was good. It was good showing for our our Canadian contingency in the bull riding side of things. Dawson Hayes, same thing, had a bit of trouble throughout it, but then, uh, you know, got her together near the end and made some money and Leighton Green, rough go as well, but they all, you know, they all pucked away and they all did pretty good. Zeke, obviously, the standout. Uh, Orrin Larson was there as well in the bareback riding. Nine trips, Orrin has made to the NFR. Yeah, pretty amazing. Nine
1: trips. And, and I tell you what, this, uh, this time down the old NFR road, he got the shit beat out of him. Like, yeah, yeah. up until the end. Man, yeah. that's you know, I just gotta say, holy fuck, who would put I, <laughs> the, the, like, I don't know why someone would. Would want to put their hand on that rigging, but anyway, that's just me. Holy fuck them horses, buck! And I mean, stout, I, I yeah, it just looks painful from the minute, minute they nod till the time they get off.
0: Wow, here's my I'll- uh, my tidbit of it, which I have no idea, I don't know anything about bareback riding, but the two guys that I've found had a lot the most success over those 10 days when they're really beating the shit out of you. And have won more than most guys this the last few years is this new kid this Keenan Hayes mm-hmm. and Jess Pope right Jess Pope's won the average the last three years in a row he fumbles on the last horse to to make a run for it against that Keenan but I think that Keenan would run away with it but you guys watch how they ride they sit up more yeah exactly you see that they like, they're like... McLeod did <laughs> <laughs> yeah they must have but that's the
1: <laughs> they used to ride like you know what I mean. Back they're not sitting
0: up but they're definitely up more and it doesn't seem like they take as much of a fucking beating as you know like rocker that's reared back and rocking doesn't look as pretty right when but they fucking ride everything and they sit up and ride them just as good but they're not taking i don't know i don't know much about it but that was my 10 days of watching it i don't just have me a nice little red wine and watch and have uh, my opinions, just like every other couch rider.
1: <laughs> just like every other couch
0: rider. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty good. I'm glad Jess Pope, uh, you know, got his year together. He just needed a new rigging. I think I really helped him at the Calgary Stampede um, when that rigging broke, because it seemed to turn the season around. Look at him now. I think he owes me. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. He probably feels the same way.
0: Okay, and Kraft, Tyler Kraft. We've got to give a shout-out to him on the... Making it there. One of three Canadians to ever... Uh, Pick up at the uh, at the NFR. So he did a great job all through the week. Okay, and a little bit of stuff within the PBR side of things. Jason Brady Fielder wins the event uh, last weekend, wins his first uh, UTB event, which is pretty cool. Cassio Diaz wins the weekend before that in Jonestown. So boys are showing up. I think there's a break now until uh, until Albany new york right after right? christmas right yeah. after christmas they get going again so that's been exciting uh i think it'll really ramp up now that the nfr is over and it'll be into its normal airing schedules as we're usually used to it within the new year and get to watch and cheer along as they go to madison square garden and all those big ones uh so yeah we'll be tuning into that canadian shelby bousley wins the breakaway open yeah. that wasn't an event at the nfr that was done at the south point earlier on but she takes it there's a lot of talk big, about that hey eh?
1: yeah the being a big push they want it they want it uh, or people want it i don't know if, if uh the nfr wants it
0: but yeah they're gonna try to get her in there that's for sure and do you guys think jb is uh gonna be certified good to go as a coach now after it really seemed like it was his uh his coaching of of kai of the week coming into the finals. And then during the NFR, maybe not, maybe not the most uh, <laughs> health centered wise coaching, but but I think he uh, punched his ticket to let everybody know that he can, uh, he can push the guys in the right direction to win. What do you guys think? I think that? there's already some action on that. Yeah, me too. I think you'll be seeing a lot more of JB coming up. Uh, we'll throw it to our interview with Kai coming up pretty quick here, but before we do our new segment that we forgot to do last week, but we're going to get to it this week. Sunday scaries. Jason, I got one. Your life right now.
1: <laughs> Actually, I got an amateur hour. Can I, can we jump to amateur hour before Let's I jump, jump to amateur off?
0: hour? Send it.
1: Amateur hour is your best body phoning you two mornings while you're in Las Vegas and doesn't realize there's a two hour time change. Trying to get in my four to six hours. And after two and a half hours, I get a call from Scott Byrne twice. <laughs> well, FYI, I fucking knew you were two hours ahead. And I just wanted to make behind. sure you are okay. or behind. behind. Whatever. I don't yeah, know fuck. if I was just, okay. Just checking up on well, you. I appreciate it wow. a whole bunch. I really do. And I yeah. feel it. Because then I couldn't sleep after. That's the shitty part. Why can't a guy at your my age just go back to bed?
0: Because no, you got to piss
1: every three minutes. <laughs> no, it wasn't that.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, sorry. Sunday scary. What do you got?
0: Sunday scary? Well, I think it's just everybody. Actually, wait for on yeah, Sunday. Yes. That's yeah. That's the one, right? Like yeah. you're, it's like you say, all the cowboy hats are gone. everybody's gone. Either in it's their kind of like Go Morris, ahead.
1: Manitoba, in a oh. sense, Scott. Yeah, no, uh, Las Vegas and Morris have something in common, except for there's no tumbleweeds going across <laughs> the casino floor. Just wake hey, up! Hey, that stretch. airport,
0: that airport is the fucking funnest place on earth to land in, and the most depressing place on earth to leave. McCarran right. International. Holy cripes! Yeah, that's the Sunday scary everybody unless you've won like kai or some of those guys you know it's obviously you're fucking still and on cloud nine but probably for all the fans and everybody that's really been in taking it in or the people that gambled all week oh that's a tough 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 yeah. sunday hey full pro yeah. scott you got one mm, full pro full
1: pro i i not off the top of my head you kind of caught me off guard there
0: i know it's a tough one I think there was a lot of different faux pros throughout the week, but I was going to throw it to Zeke, just his performance. Uh, Complete domination. A little bit biased, obviously, on that, but even if we didn't represent him and and uh, he wasn't Canadian, I think everybody in the Bronx riding world can see the dominance that that guy's had the last two years and, and showed it this week. Didn't bobble once, made great rides, and uh, kept his head on all week. And yeah, he does.
1: I want to add to that. That's the best part about Zeke. I've known Zeke since he was a little kid. Um, when he went through the trick ride and used to come over to our camp at rodeos and stuff, that guy has not changed. He's a good guy. I don't think there's any behind-the-scenes drama that follows him. He just does his job, has his family, has fun, and wins. And that's full pro.
0: Yeah. Also, Avatar I had when this rode in, was uh, the round eight Bull riding judging. <laughs> that was a good one. If you don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about, go back and watch round eight. The bull riding some terrible fucking judging on there. Uh, And then remind me, next week, I got to go. oh, also the rules. Oh, how about the NFR bron- rules? PRJ fucking rules, how there's no concussion yeah. protocols, and they change the rules as they go. And like Kai talks in this one, they changed it that day on them. That's an amateur fucking hour, is how they can just make up rules as they go as well. And That's
1: round it. ten, saddle bronc riding, how rider right ride. Iceman didn't win it on Womanizer. Is and I'm not a judge, but I'm and I usually do not say it. I'll say it to myself or to two close friends. I don't go on a podcast and say it, but somebody break that down for me that is an expert at saddle bronc ride and tell me how he doesn't win the round. Yeah. Uh, I thought Zeke on um, the Calgary horse, what do we call that horse, is it explosive skies?
0: Oh, yeah. What a ride
1: and that was crazy rider right on womanizer two of the greatest bronc rides of
0: well ever yeah yeah. they're just amazing yeah amazing freaking rides. remind me next week for amateur hour of uh of parents taking the spotlight that's going to be my amateur hour for next week and i'll elaborate on that more or next time we come back please (laughs) please do yeah uh, um so yeah so guys we're going to be gone until after christmas so merry christmas happy new year to everybody out there thanks for listening i know everybody's probably driving to their families and doing all that stuff and um it can be a tough time of year for a lot of people so stay strong get through it reach out to whoever you need to 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 get through it but hopefully everybody has a merry christmas happy new year we're excited to be back in the new year with some more episodes with a bunch of great guests bringing you guys a lot more content and with that we will throw it to our interview with Kai Powell. Hey, this is $100,000 right here
2: if you can
0: make it with big, black Get a hold of that left foot. Get a hold of
2: that left foot. Adam now you got a chance. Come on with it, Kai. Come on with it, Kai. Come on with it. Yeah, how about, a, how about an eight second bull ride? Show me the money, baby. I love this.
0: today makes everybody on their feet here everybody should be on their feet that was so good that's hollywood type stuff right there i mean he's bumped off right there but he will not give up coming around look at that free hand moving the core of his body around in position oh boy this is cowboy in 101.
1: December 13th, 2023 should probably be a day that everybody remembers in rodeo history. Tonight he made the only ride in the Eliminator pen at the NFR worth 88 points, won a total of $114,000 today. How'd you do it?
3: Not being a pussy. (laughs) Growing up, cowboys were my heroes, and that's all I ever wanted to be was a cowboy before I was a bull rider. And that grit and determination and tough mentality that Cowboys have, but I've carried it with
0: me the whole way through. Our guest today is a four-time NFR bull riding qualifier with wins in Houston, Cheyenne, and most of the biggest stages in the world. He's been the talk of the town most recently, capturing his first world championship, becoming the first Australian to win the PRCA bull riding world championship. From Mackay, Queensland, Australia, it's the Champ, Guy Hamilton, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Staying out of trouble. <laughs> I don't feel like that could be true. Probably, especially after coming off of a world championship and doing that in Las Vegas. What the hell's been going on there?
3: Uh, a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> 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 no, a lot
3: a lot of winning and having
0: fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. What would you guys do? Was there a big... Uh, what does what the world champion bull rider do? I know that the bareback riders and the bronc riders, those guys all fight each other for a while in the room and have wrestling matches and shit. What goes on in that bull rider room and what the hell do you guys get up to afterwards?
3: Uh, well, Guatney, he brought in a bottle of Jager. So we were taking Jager shots directly after the perf before they even did the buckle presentation. <laughs> <laughs> and then it continued after the buckle presentation and then carried on to the casino.
0: Nice. Is there like a is there a presentation for all the champions? Is there a champions night or anything like that? Or do you guys go and do your own thing once you get all your stuff on that stage?
3: I I not that I know of is I mean I went and did my own thing, but I, I don't think they do like an awards night or nothing.
1: Yeah, they just drop the stage out of the roof right after, <laughs> and then present all the average winners get their. Um, saddles right after the event and then they do uh they drop the stage out of the ceiling right away and and then go through bareback to the bulls and present saddles and buckles there and they all stand on the stage together and and you ride around in a polaris too yeah right yeah and that's it then they come to resorts world and drink tequila with jd or try to try to okay okay tell me tell me about it okay been after it all these years dreamed about it since your kid kid i would imagine but what was it like on that stage when it was all done to see that box with that buckle in it coming to you that you you'd finally done it what was what were you thinking
3: uh well i couldn't stop looking at the buckle but in the same token it didn't feel like it had really happened i just don't know if that's because it hadn't sunk in yet and like it still kind of hasn't yeah. but i mean i couldn't stop looking at the buckle but yeah like in the same token it still i don't think it sunk in
0: <laughs> wow did you sleep with it
3: no they took it off me right after pitches
0: no shit <laughs> you put your name on it or what
3: yeah and i guess you don't get it back for like a month or two or something like that oh
0: damn
1: how about the paycheck is that sunk in yet yeah did you sleep with the uh, paycheck? Yeah.
3: <laughs> that that's sunk in. I checked my bank account today. It looks good.
0: <laughs> ah, what'd you come out of there Bert. with? What was the top gun uh winnings?
3: Uh I think I think with the average money it was like two hundred two hundred and thirty or something thousand.
0: Sweet USD. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you come to Canada, that's worth a million.
0: All yeah, I know. Probably Australia it's, too.
3: Same with Australia, yeah. Uh
1: nice. fun fact. You and your traveling partner in the last two years in PRCA bull riding, just in prize money, have earned 1.2 million. His money last year, your money this year. That's just those two as a PRCA champion last year and then this year. That's what you two made. Yep. Yep. You edged out you edged out the eight time champ by three thousand dollars to now hold the single season record. Earnings at five hundred ninety five thousand four hundred fourteen dollars. You got Hell one yeah. on him. You got, got on one. Them. On them. <laughs>
3: Better luck next time.
0: <laughs> so what? What comes with? So for those that don't know, you won the Ram Top Gun Award, which means out of all the events of all the participants that were participating at the finals, you won the most money out of everybody there, and that person gets the Ram Top Gun Award. But what comes with that? with that top gun award do you win some other shit with it too
3: Yeah I I'm not sure if they give you a truck or if they give you like a voucher for a Dodge truck but that and they give me a pretty cool plaque I don't know what else comes with it Oh a, a so this badass rifle came with it but I'm not allowed to get that cuz I'm a foreigner so I got, <laughs> I got I got I got to find a friend to get it for me
1: Yeah no <laughs> kidding and you also get a new nickname, Maverick. Maverick, yeah. Yeah.
0: What's this? One? Is there a story with that? Well, he's the Top, top gun. gun. He's oh, the yeah, Top
1: yeah. Gun winner. And then
0: you've uh...
3: seen the movie?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
1: thought
0: there might be more to it. I maybe there was a Vegas story that went along with it.
1: Well, <laughs> he wins the Top Gun award, and um, Sunday everybody peeled out. It's funny, you know. You see cowboy hats all over that city, like I mean, like ants on a anthill everywhere and sunday it's it's you know it's just a little bit different there when you wake up everybody's gone and out so i was just checking on how everybody was feeling and i got a text back from kai said he was just about home and i'm like just about home shit i left him at like 3 45 a.m there was no chance i was worried about him getting to his hotel room let alone texas and uh I said, "Well, who's driving?" And he said, "Oh no, we flew. I hired somebody to drive my truck home." <laughs> and I'm like, "That is full pro maverick move right there." And I kind of just, I've just kind of handed it to him since there, that's his new handle.
0: Who'd you, uh, who'd you hire?
3: Uh, Caleb Drigger's dad drove my truck back. Yeah, I told him <laughs> I'd pay him, and he came and got it Saturday night and left like early Sunday morning.
0: Perfect. Hey, was that the same piece of shit truck that JB sold you?
3: No, that I I didn't trust that piece of shit, so I left it at the house.
0: <laughs> I heard it's no good. I heard it doesn't turn over, and just fucking just been a been a bad bad deal for you.
3: Yeah, you got to talk to it right to get it to crank over first, <laughs> and then and then I don't know. It's been in the shop twice already. I don't know if a bearings going on the the four-wheel drive sensor or something
0: maybe you might just have to put it in park it not in drive to try to start it
3: yeah well yeah that 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 was one issue but <laughs> even even when you do put it in park it still don't start right away
0: okay so there's more to it i didn't get that side of it i got yeah. the the part where you couldn't get it started because you had it in drive and not park
1: <laughs> i hate him for telling you that <laughs> Did you have a bunch of family come over and cheer you on while, while, they, while I, you're here? My,
3: my mom and dad and then my grandparents on my mom's side, they came over for the whole two weeks. And then mom and dad, they're staying over here uh, till just after Christmas. So. Oh,
1: nice. nice. Yeah. You got some, well, obviously some time off over Christmas, but what's first? Is Denver going to be the first one back for you, Kai?
3: I think Denver or Odessa will be. So, yeah, sometime in January.
0: Yeah back to it and you had troy dunn over as well right and i i seen troy oh, yeah. get back to texas too was for the hall of fame that troy did there yesterday or whatever day that was
3: yeah so he come over for like the last four rounds and uh and then yeah he flew to texas on sunday also because yesterday on monday he got inducted into the Bull riding hall of fame so that was pretty cool i went and had lunch and he got some cool stuff so
1: and for our listeners, you guys grew up not far apart, obviously him a few years ahead of you, is that correct?
3: Yeah, he only lived like 45 minutes from where I grew up back home. So.
1: And he rodeoed with your dad?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Dad, Dad's a little older than him, but uh, yeah, they rodeoed a little bit in Australian stuff at the same time.
1: Cool. Uh, and I saw in those pictures, Ben Jones. Did you know Ben Jones before uh growing up i knew who he was
3: growing up but i didn't meet him until i come over here in like 2019 or 2018 i was at an extreme bulls in new braunfels and that's where i met him
1: well it's good he wasn't a role model or anything for you because that could have been dangerous for your career (laughs) yeah we know ben well ben (laughs) spent some time in canada Yeah. Um, Uh. yeah he's a wild wild cat
0: Where's he yeah. at? Is he living around there? Is he living somewhere around you there?
3: Yeah, he lives in Boyd. It's probably like an hour north of Stephenville.
0: What's he up to these days?
3: Uh, He was working for a guy, I guess, that owns a few ranches and stuff, and they cut a lot of hay in that. So he said he's just been kind of farming and stuff at the minute.
0: Oh, beauty. Yeah, I love Ben. Wildcat. He's kind of like, uh, he, well, not as, I don't know, he takes it to the next level, but similar to... Uh, myself and i think you as well from some of the stories i heard that there might be a little bit of an alter ego that comes out once uh once you get a few drinks in the guy oh John action
3: yeah i don't think i'm as bad as ben there yeah,
1: no. No, no 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 i, mean, no, I, have I haven't not. met a, an american a canadian an aussie or a new zealander <laughs> that's as bad as ben actually after a few drinks
3: yeah no there's there's someone else there turning the
0: cogs over in the brain uh that had to be pretty cool though to have troy done you know like we've all heard in the stories and i remember him picking you on those global cup teams when you were like fresh 18 and nobody really knew who you were you know even the australians right they all kind of knew who you were but you definitely hadn't really proved yourself, but Troy definitely seen something in you. And then whenever you'd show up, you'd step up to the plate and make good rides at, at those global cups. And he was kind of like your mentor, right? Where you learned a lot of stuff from and one of your idols. And then to come full circle, him be there to cheer you on, to win a world title, him, obviously the first PBR world champion from Australia, yeah. so kind of a full circle moment for you. Or is there some significance behind that? Having him there with you when you did that in Vegas? Yeah, no, that was pretty
3: cool. Yeah. Like you said, I, I've been around him since I was like 15 and I, I always idolize that guy and I was always picking in his brains about riding and how to get better and stuff like that. And uh, still up to this point, I text him or call him every now and again and kind of get his opinion on stuff. So it was pretty cool uh, to have him there when I did win it. And yeah, that, that's for sure. will Stick with me forever. It was pretty cool to have, the at the time the only australian world champ they're supporting you so that was cool
1: he'd probably be the type of guy that wouldn't sugarcoat much eh? he'd tell you how the bear shit in the buckwheat, eh?
3: yeah pretty much i remember uh in 2018 when i was on that first global cup team uh he come down there one morning and had us all together in the room having a meeting and he did just about rip us all new asses and getting us fired up to go stay on and and you know there was no sugar curtain and it was it was big cowboy about things and pretty much knuckle up right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Better knuckle> up. <laughs>
0: literally <laughs> probably knuckle up did you guys have like uh boxing stuff for some of your training oh yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that was their warm-up yeah, that was their pre- had pre-warm-up before thing.
0: Each other. how'd you guys all fighting how'd you fare did you do okay
3: I get the shit beat out of me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Aussie world champions, we know uh, Troy's PBR world champion, but as far as PRCA champions, and I didn't realize this, you're just the third. Dave Appleton, Glenn O'Neill, who's now a um, Canadian, obviously married uh, Danny and Roddy Hayes' daughter, our sister, sorry, and then Kai Hamilton. Only three world champions out of that. You know who could win one, though, is that Aussie that was standing on the back of the chutes with you every day. He's a hand. Damien? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he sure is.
0: So do yeah. you know him from, from like, back home, or did you guys meet over here? Or what's your history? I, of him?
3: Yeah, I met him over here. I I didn't know who he was until he got over here and kind of started doing good at them college radios, and then i seen him pro already on, and uh, – Yeah, and out the last two years, like, he was Rookie of the Year last year and then made the finals this year. Like, he's just getting better and better every year. And it it was kind of crazy because I didn't know there was that many Bronc riders back home. And now it's like there's just a wave of them coming and a lot of good guys.
1: From every country. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough event.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a – yeah, what is – Maybe it's the Horsepower or something over there. I remember, like, you know, hey, remember Scott, Jason? Like, there's always Aussies in, in Canada, and they come yeah. to the CCA rodeos or the pro rodeos. The Bronc riding's always filled with Aussies, and I think it was, the like, they like the horses over here or something, but there's always been Aussies that are over. Scott yeah. Johnston,
1: Troy and I had a good visit uh about a lot of those guys. Remember Scott Johnston used to ride bears in Bronx? Mm. Um, yeah, we had... There was always four or five every year, new ones to the CCA. Greg Potter, or I no. remember Greg Potter riding at the CCA finals when I was there, um, went on to be an NFR guy, PBR finals guy. So did you know Greg Potter, Kai, growing up?
3: Yeah, uh, I went to – he put a board in school and one time. I think I was 15 or 16, and I went to it. And dad kind of knew Greg, too, from back home, rodeoing and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I – I hung out with greg a little bit too and picked his brains about stuff also so did
1: yeah, he teach you more time. about riding bulls or rolling cigarettes with one hand uh probably more about rolling the cigarettes <laughs> <Rollies>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just rolls his own
0: out of the pouch that guy <laughs> yeah hey same as the new guy macaulay, macaulay yeah all them guys, guy's do you that. roll your do you can you roll your own too? There, Kyer maybe I, I'm not that good at my,
3: and I just like to pull him out of the packet
1: and he just <laughs> likes to pull him out of the red Marlboro box
0: <laughs> yeah. okay Kyle getting into it the finals itself now the uh the guy that came into the finals this year seemed like a little bit of a different guy maybe than the than the last few years right and was there something that that changed for you coming into it or what was the difference this year coming in it was you were focused laser focused looked like nothing was going to beat you I know Stetson ended up being injured and not being able to ride but I don't think that would affected you affected you this week it seemed like you were on a mission and you were ready to win
3: Yeah I don't it's weird this year's been different and I couldn't really put my finger on what it was I like start of the year I went back to getting on a lot of practice bulls and I mean I was down here, so I was spending a lot of time at JB's and I just went back to getting on practice balls whenever I wasn't at an event. And uh, it seemed like these last two months, I had about a month off in October when I got my face fixed. And then once they cleared me on that, I was getting on balls two, three times every week. And I, I knew if I got on a lot of balls before I went out there, that everything would be second nature. And so that's, I just hammered the practice balls and, and I mean, hanging out, hanging out with winners. I mean, I get to travel with Stetson all year long and be around them right boys. And then hanging out with JB, like when you're around them kind of people all the time, like their mentality, whether you notice it or not, it does rub off on you. And, uh, you start thinking the same way, and it it all just snowballs into one. I think I think that hanging around the right people and getting on lots of practice balls. By the time I got there to the finals, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just getting on and doing my job.
1: Well, shit, you wanted to, you even got on two on Wednesday. You liked it so much in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worked yeah. out all right too. Yeah, tell us about that one so well tanner i'll let you take that away from tuesday night to wednesday
0: yeah i know that's fair that's you know the biggest question that everybody has and it kind of overshadows the whole week that you had too as well because the you know the black white face bull that you stayed on that you were the only guy to ride before that you had your hand glued shut on that sucker and end up you know hanging up in your hand for a while but i think it just showed right there that there was no quit you weren't gonna fucking let anything take you down right uh, and yeah. then obviously the 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 hit right the Tuesday night banger on Mega of all bulls Make America Great Again for an Aussie, <laughs> um, whips you down, hits you, boom, in comes the media, in comes all the different everybody chiming in on it what happened what's the happened comes all the experts. Is he alive right that was the big thing right you didn't wake up They they cut to commercial they stretch your ass out and it's like Is this motherfucker alive you know to start with then you go to the hospital right nobody knows what's going on they announce that you're out which everybody's like well yeah he's out like he's yeah we'll see if he makes it through this in the first sense of it and then boom the next day you're getting on in the afternoon perf so for those that don't know las vegas due to the shooting uh to kick off the nfr at unlv they had to cancel the first perf of the nfr they made up for that perf by having two of them on wednesday so there was two rodeo performances on wednesday which happened to be at what 10 in the morning was one of them and then again at six o'clock at night getting smashed and getting hurt on tuesday night obviously that was the worst day it could have possibly been for you to have two perfs on that wednesday But the next thing that we see, which there's no updates, there's no anything, I noticed in the Bronco riding, you're on the back of the chutes helping Damian Brennan on with your vest on. Walk us through the hours of what went on from leaving the Thomason Mac, your mental state, how the hell you ended up getting on, how you were allowed to fucking get on, and walk us through it, man. Let us know what what went on in Kai's world.
3: So, uh... I remembered everything up until the point until I was looking down and I could see the bull's nose and nothing else. And I was like, oh, shit, this ain't going to be good. And then from that point on, I don't remember anything until they were wheeling me outside Thomas and Mac on the ambulance bed. Sent me to the hospital and uh, I got in there and right away they pretty much did a CT scan of my brain and my chest. And uh, there was no brain bleeds. And I just had, I had the top rib on my left side was broke and I had a bruised lung. Well, I guess there was some kind of little air pocket or something in my lung. And they wanted to make sure that the broken collarbone wasn't pushing on any blood vessels or anything up by my neck. So they did another scan. And then they said, we're going to keep you in overnight because we want to keep an eye on that air pocket in your lung. And I argued with them I wanted to get out of there because they're also telling me I probably wasn't going to get out until 10 11 o'clock the next morning and I'm like no that can't happen like I'm meant to be riding tomorrow morning I'm not staying here that long and anyway they're like well you can leave but like if something happens and you get in a bind your insurance might not cover it Because you done left and you weren't supposed to, and like it could be an ordeal. And I, I, they wheeled me into a room there, and I had to share it with another guy. And the only thing in between us was this curtain. And he was up coughing all night, and I think I might have got about two hours of sleep. And I was adamant, like telling them that they said we'll probably come in at five, five thirty, do another x-ray of your lung just to make sure that air pocket isn't any worse or if it's getting better or whatnot just to keep an eye on it i said okay and then can i get out there as long as i get the all clear and they're like well it will depend on how long it takes the radiologist to read it and i'm like i'm I'm starting to freak out i'm like no like you guys can hurry it up (laughs) well uh i think at the time i was texting steve Knowles because tandy had already taken me out. He said I wasn't getting on the night before. He said there was no way I'd be getting on on Wednesday and he'd already taken me out of the draw. Well, if you miss one round, you got to miss two rounds. So I'm adamant that I'm getting out of there. And I I was telling the nurses, I was like, look, I know i got to wait, but is there any way you guys can get this scan looked at as quick as possible? So I can get out of here and will they come in at seven and they said, look, it's all clear. It hasn't got any worse. You you can go if you want to. So I, they discharged me. And uh that earlier that morning at seven, uh they had told me that I could roll that ball from the morning and get on it that night, as well as, uh, the seventh round bull. So I could get on my sixth and seventh round bull that Wednesday night. So because I still had to go see Tandy and get him to check me out. I'm like, well, that's good. I'll have time to go back to the room, take a shower, take a nap, get feeling a little better, and then go in there and see Tandy. Well, Rusty right comes picks me up from the hospital takes me back to the uh casino or to results world and i go up there and i shower and i it was like about nine o'clock and i text him i said hey give me an hour i'm gonna take a nap and then we'll head down there and we'll be at the rodeo by 10 by the time it starts and i'll get Tenny to check me out well steve Knowles messages me at 9 30 he said hey they're not going to let you get on both them balls tonight. You got to get on either one this morning and one tonight, or you got to turn out of both of them. And I automatically <laughs> started seeing red and losing my shit. Well, I get in the truck, I text Rusty, I said, Hey, we got to go. It was nine 30 and I'm hauling us down to the arena and, uh, I go in and see Tandy and he goes how he asked me how I was feeling. I said, my head feels fine. And
0: yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, honestly, at that point, when you left the hospital, did did they, were they worried about concussion at all? And when, and yourself, were you feeling weird or were you feeling okay?
3: I I was honestly feeling pretty fine in the head as far as concussions go. And they, they said there was no brain bleeds. So, as as far as that goes other than the minor concussion like you you should be good well I went and seen Tandy and I said my head feels fine and he said okay well that's good he said how does everything else feel and I said well I mean I got a broken rib that's that and the bruised lung I said all I want to know is if I stay on and get off somewhat decent am I gonna die he's like no I'm like Okay,
1: that sounds like a go-ahead to me. <laughs> Rusty told me that. Because uh, Tanner had texted me when he saw you on the back of the chutes with a vest on. And I'm I'm sitting in my room. I was on a Zoom call with with uh, with someone. And I just text Tanner back. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I thought you are just because you need to have a back number to be there. It was just easiest to throw your vest on. And you're going to to uh, help Ryder in the bronc riding or something or Damien. And then yeah. I'm <clears throat> the bull rides on and I'm watching the guys that now can challenge you for a world title. And uh they, they stayed on and I'm like, oh wow. And I'm back to my Zoom call and then all of a seen, all of a sudden I seen this tall, skinny Australian riding a bull. And I'm like, was it I don't remember that bull or that. And I'm like, is that a replay? And then they panned the, the only reason I knew it was live is because they panned the audience and the Wednesday morning crowd was very light because the contestants only got 10 tickets each to give away. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> what <laughs> oh, just he happened here? What just happened here? Wow. Uh, that was a wild, wild events of Wednesday morning, but yeah. it only gets better.
0: But well, we- there's so many fucking things that are fucked up about that. Right. Because, first they tell you that you can get on both those bulls at night and then yeah. they switch it. Right. And then pretty much force you a 23 year old kid that's trying to win a world championship. There's no actual concussion protocols or rules within the PRCA. <laughs> so they force you to get on at 10 in the fucking morning on a bull after you, they carted like, you know, and I, and I understand where you're coming from. And I get, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, you gotta, that you shouldn't have got on and all that stuff, right. Due to the concussion, whatever else, but, you're not going to back it yourself. This is what you went for your whole life. And I'm sure it's probably different if it was some somewhere else or not as big of a place, but yeah. this is what you've dreamt of your whole life. I assume. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that's was my exact thoughts about it. I'm like, okay, I'm riding bulls. Anything and everything can happen when you're riding bulls. All I want to know is if I do my job, like I'm supposed to every time and get off good, I'm I'm gonna be fine. It's not gonna harm anything. And Teddy's like, no. I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah.
1: So so back it to back it up a little bit, why was there a flip-flop on yes, you can get on both in the evening to no you can't? Who changed that rule or why was that rule changed in the space of you know 12 hours or whatever?
3: Well, there was a few different things that got involved in it that I two guys had said yes that's fine you can do that like no dramas whatsoever well then I guess word got around and then they ended up the board ended up having a meeting about it and then they're like well if so, if say like a calf roper or a team roper hurt their hand and they wanted to roll a calf or a steer to the next performance then we got to do it for them and I was kind of like well come on that's Kind of chalk and cheese. That's comparing oranges to apples, but okay, whatever. Well then
1: girls to boys. I
3: think I think (laughs) there was some guys in the bull riding locker room that thought if I didn't get to get on, it'd give them a better chance. So they didn't like the sound of it. And so then they just ended up saying, Look, no, you either got to turnout tonight today, and that means you'll have to miss tonight, or you come in. And you get on both of them, and I, I said, I ain't turning out. Load them, sucker. Now, did
1: you, Kai, you, you had? To, did you have to take the re-ride since they had turned you out, though, or did, was that the ball that was drawn to you Wednesday morning?
3: No, so uh, Wednesday morning, that was the one they had drawn to me because it was Monday night before the night I got wrecked out. They drew the sixth-round bull and the seventh round ball for that next morning. So I already Mm. had that one drawn. Well, when Tandy took me out on the Tuesday night when I got wrecked out, that took me out of the draw for the seventh round that Wednesday night. So when Wednesday night come around and I was still getting on, they give me the first re-ride, which was Devil's Advocate.
0: Devil's fucking Advocate. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm not going to lie. I was – I was like, Jesus! Oh gonna be my be Really good, fuck. or oh, really
0: fucking bad? I, yeah, yeah, I was just
1: like, No, fuck terrified. any bull, but that one. Jeez. Anybody? Well, yeah. like, oh, just anything. Just, yeah. yeah, even yeah. like Anybody the that- first
0: round, that like that day up, right? It was like it could have went yeah. either way. Luckily, it went good for you. It hasn't gone well for other people, right? Obviously, yeah. in some of those situations. But it all goes back to me on the rules and the association. That's fucked up. That our sport. That that's how it works, right? But that I learned something about right
1: There's two sets of rules for the for cow, Cal- and I'm not I'm not making this up. There's Pierce, the yeah. NFR rules. Yeah. Kai, and you can jump because we were I was sitting when you were at the hospital, we were all at Resorts World Stetson and all the boys and Cody and Shri. And like Cody said it, there's ground rules that trump all the rules. And if there isn't a rule in the NFR rule book. Then it reverts back to PRCA rules. Yeah. Like Calgary.
0: Same. Calgary's got their own rules. Yeah. yeah, You're right. And then it goes back to PRCA rules, if there's not.
1: So when we were sitting there having a bite while you, before Stetson got back to the hospital, there, we went from, um, you know, pretty somber to he's done. We got that message that he's done. And then he's, uh, no, he's not done. He can get on this bull and Stetson right away. He's like, well, he could ride that one in his sleep, the one you had Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. So he'll be getting on. So Stetson, like in Stetson right fashion, he's getting on. He decided for you anyway, yeah. before you even had a chance. <laughs> you know, like it's, uh, uh, it was a, well, we're not even done the story yet. No, we yeah, got we're got just to, getting We haven't even got to Wednesday night. No. We just, but we that's just the, the thing with it is like that's on. the
0: situations that I've been in too, Kai, those same in those spots, right? Where yeah. you're a 23-year-old bull rider riding bulls for a living. You're not a normal person, you're not gonna follow the same rules as everybody else follows in life, right? You're gonna do whatever yeah. it takes to win. That's what you're doing in the first place. You're not logically thinking you're riding bulls for a living, let alone yeah. then. At the NFR for a world
1: championship.
0: Like, you know, that's where it's yeah. it all falls back, I feel like, on the two governing ball body. Ahead and the
1: average at the time. Yeah. No, two right. full bulls ahead in the average. That's which where is our a, sport has failed
0: league. us because it's it never worked out. So then you ride that first bull. When you walk back into the locker room, what's the vibes there? What's everybody saying to you? Is it a little bit like, uh, okay? Or were they excited
1: <laughs> high for five, you? Or like, high fives you? from 12 guys, maybe? Yeah. Did they think we <laughs> were...
3: Oh. there was 12 guys that said good job and there was a couple others that said good job that didn't really mean it and my was, fuck you guys
2: <laughs>
0: so then so what, you- what, what do you do after after when you get back in the room like for the rest of the afternoon do you do you chill out what do you do well
3: i thought my head was confined was fine from the concussion well when I crawled over the barking chutes to get on that first one that morning, things were maybe a little dizzy, a little off balance. I'm like, oh, shit. But I I knew that bull I had. I knew there was 110%. I knew there was no way in the world that bull could buck me off. And so that, like, that was, first of all, why I was hell-bent on getting on, because I knew it was a guaranteed money. And... I I rode him and I didn't feel too bad and I still didn't know that night what I had drawn that night. So I just, I went straight back to the hotel room and I thought, you know, if I can get a couple more hours sleep, I bet I'll feel a whole lot better. Cause I mean, you guys probably had concussions and you want (laughs) to sleep. And then when, when you can't sleep, it makes you feel even worse. And, uh, And so I went back there and I slept, I think, till like five o'clock and then woke up and I rolled in there right right before the grand entry started. And uh, I walked into the locker room and I looked at the day sheet on the wall and it said devil's advocate. And I'm like, well. This is about to be a whole lot more painful if you don't just ride him and get off decent.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. so, Have you seen some videos of him beforehand?
3: Yeah, I yeah. had seen videos and I knew he was mean. I, <laughs> I, I knew riding him might not be the hardest part. I just knew trying to get off him and get away without getting in a wreck again was going to be the struggle and i i just remember thinking to myself well he can't hook you if you're in the middle of his back <laughs> and pay attention when you go to get off yeah
1: and he tried everything to get you off too like he was not smooth well whatsoever. did they did they, they did they not switch deliveries on him
0: no he's at the rights he's been at yeah. The yeah, rights right last yeah. while yeah last okay. year yeah. i think he got road the earlier round, so Dwayne was putting a little bit of extra juice in his flank for yeah. old Kai. But the <laughs> highlight,
1: the, the best, the highlight of it was his fourteen riders had hit the ground.
0: Yes, prior, yeah. prior yeah. to yeah.
1: Kai getting on.
0: So, are you mentally thinking about that? Are you mentally knowing where you're even at at this point, or did you just slide and ride and go? Or did you know that there was possibility of hundred thousand being the only guy to ride and pretty much clinching a world title?
3: Well, it was kind of weird. Like I, I knew there was only 14 guys. I knew there was 14 guys that gone and no one had stayed on. It was, I knew that, but I think I was so shit scared. It wasn't even registering, registering with my brain that all I had to do was stay on and I'd win a hundred thousand. I was just like, still thinking, just stay on him and get off good. And Stetson, <laughs> he was on the back of the shirts. And when it was time for me to go, he was so jacked up because he knew that all I had to do was stay on and I was winning a hundred thousand. And he was back there. I swear he was jumping around more than I was before he <laughs> before I got on. And he's like, he was telling me to bear down and go ride the shit out of him and and yeah, I end up riding him and jump off, and I think he was just as jacked as I was when I thought of it. Uh,
1: but the 18,300 <laughs> people in that Thomas and Mac were all jacked for you. People will leave during that bull riding, and, yeah. and I have noticed in the last probably five or six years, you know – and Sage has been a result of that. Stetson now, like that bull riding is good at the NFR now. It's good, and it, it, you couldn't say that twelve years ago. You know, um, people were leaving. There wasn't anybody leaving their seats Wednesday night. And did they come out of them when you made the whistle on that gray mean hooking son of a bitch? <laughs> I'm not joking. I I get I got hair standing up on my arms right now thinking about it. The concourse everybody i was standing in the wrangler suite looking over from the door and the people in the concourse screaming and hollering i think the guys slinging beer were cheering for you buddy
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you lived through it and then he did he got nate down right did you see that yeah did he looked back he
2: got nate, yeah
1: he i was like, like well that it was A- asky asky had him in uh would that be the second round he would have got him then if you got him in, yeah and, and he he
3: got he got him good too.
1: Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's what happens when you do land right in front of him and you're yeah. facing him. You can't yeah. look that one in the eye and not take a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's but possible. either either way, he's caddy for a big bull. Oh I mean, yeah, he's, he's smart. A,
0: well, even they they just went to roll him and he. I think he stepped on his foot, but he just fucking swapped. it. <laughs> yeah. Dook, dook, dook. Fuck yeah. It. Underneath of him. Been there. We've been there
1: a lot of times. <laughs> but what a night. What <laughs> well, a day. Uh, what a night.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, one of those moments that they'll always go back on and uh, look at, right? One of the historic moments, and a lot of you know it's got a lot of talk because there's there's so much controversy with it of of the praise of being so tough for doing what you did, and then the other side of it of how were you even allowed to to get on and all that stuff, right? And I think, as you yeah. know too, it went good, it worked out for you, but that can yeah. go the other way, and I think that that's the one side of it that that people need to realize too are young guys young kids that are you know getting going to get on and stuff is is there is that fine line of of situations and being tough and also not doing the right thing right and you like you say you knew that you were feeling good and they talk about how you didn't get hit in the head you got hit in the chest different stuff still yeah. concussion but there's no rules against it in the situation but for you know say young kids and stuff that are coming up what do you what do you say to those guys that are that are watching that?
3: Yeah, I mean it it was a big stage and a big moment. I mean, like like you said earlier, if it was at a smaller rodeo to where it wasn't gonna pay that much to win and there wasn't a world title online, the well then maybe yeah, that there, there might be a little more thought process go into it. But when you're that close to winning a world title and it's literally right there in front of you, you just gotta reach out and grab it. And like, like I said, when I had the chat with Tandy, I, as long as everything went somewhat according to plan, it wasn't going to make me any worse health wise. Well, that's a, that's a green light. Like, yeah, you can deal with the pain and stuff like that. But as long, as long as, I mean, at the end of the day, you're riding balls, anything and everything can happen. But as long as you plan for the best and everything, everything should be fine. And that, that's kind of, that, that was my thoughts on it. And, and he said, you should be fine. So I like, didn't think twice.
1: Well, and, and a lot of people probably don't realize this because they saw you get on a bull in round 10. That was actually a ride bull from round nine, which yeah. I was, I was madder than shit that you didn't get a re- I didn't know you got that ride till w- later in the evening. Cause that bull plain simple stumbled and they yeah. didn't throw a flag or I didn't see a flag. And then Rusty, he's our accountant. He knows what's going on in every every uh, event. There, he explained it. So you got you started the section um, yeah. in round ten, and did that bull just jar you bad, or was it an elbow? What was you were right underneath me, so I knew how much pain you're in. Yeah. I could see you where from where I was sitting. But was it had nothing to do with your head? It was your it was your no. elbow, or your did he just kind of jar yeah. your one side the way you hit?
3: No, sir. That. A uh, rib I broke in my shoulder. Oh, blade. forgot
1: about the rib.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: like it. Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah.
3: It, uh, it's been pressing on a nerve, and when that bull the night before that stumbled with me, he smacked me up the side of the head, and then he hit me one time where that rib was, and it like pressed that rib on that nerve. So every time I'd move my free arm, it felt like someone was sticking a knife in my shoulder blade. But... And when I got on that – when I got on that re-ride ball in the 10th round from the night before, I – when he was going into my hand, I I wasn't barely moving my free arm because it was hurting. And then that ball's kind of took two and went to come back to the yeah. left. And i going to push and reach forward and move that free arm. And it felt like someone just stabbed me in the back.
1: Well, because <laughs> and... you – you you had that bull knocked out until you went back yeah. the other and it was just like what well, kind of like Stetson in, in round one in the bull riding with no hamstring you just yeah. there was nothing there right you no. just couldn't you couldn't navigate that yeah
3: and when when i did that and i knew the 10th round bull i had drawn in the fifth round when he bucked the first time he was sure enough bucker, and i thought if i can't couldn't ride that one i'm I'm not gonna ride this second one. So, and by that time, I had the average one and the Top Gun one and the World one. So, I I just saved myself the pain. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. well, it was. Well, that yeah. Was a good yeah.
0: You know what I mean? That's the thing. That goes back to how it all plays out in the association. Like, you know, the right moves that you're supposed to make, you know, the risks of what you're getting into. And then it shows right there around 10, you looked like you were hurt too after that black and that round nine, and then you do what you're supposed to do and, and not get on yeah. after you had everything one. Right. So yeah. that's, I think what a lot of people got to look at is you put in the situation that you were in was the, the decisions that you had to make. Yeah, for sure. So past that, you win the championship and you talk about those guys that uh, that maybe weren't too happy about the whole situation. <laughs> so I know there was Jägermeister in the room. Was everybody involved in, in some of those Jägermeister shots or was there a few butthurts or was it all pretty calm, cool, collected, everybody was buddies after? Uh,
3: for the most part, most of us were all getting along. I, I get uh, Webster message me on Sunday. He's like, hey, go look at your photo gallery on your phone. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he, he called me and told me this. And he's like, just go look at it. I'm like, what, did you send me something? He said, no, it's in your gallery. So I go on there. He had taken a video while I was getting my buckle and getting pictures and stuff done. Him and uh, Jordan Hansen and Gwatney we all in there with my Jager bottle, taking shots themselves while I was in there <laughs> getting pitches. And he, he took a video of it on my phone.
0: My <laughs> Speaking of a bullfighter guys, I know you know the iconic picture of you in the hospital with all the stuff attached to you, the scanners and all that sort of stuff, and the guys that are sitting with you are Dusty Tuckness, JB Mooney, and, uh, and Stetson right? So pretty pretty iconic room of guys, but having those guys in your corner like that, does that, does that change the mindset as well? And just give you a little bit more boost that that's kind of your team. Like those guys want you to win as bad as you want to win.
3: Yeah. And that, that's right. Like it comes back to, like I said earlier, like the guys you hang around with and their attitudes, like it rubs off on you. And I knew them guys, if they're in the position I was, they would have done the same thing. Like, they're cowboys and they're tough, gritty guys. And when you hang around guys like that and you know they would do it, you're not going to be the pussy and not do it <laughs> because then they, they're going to talk shit and call you a pussy. So, I mean, that them guys are tough cowboys and it they're, they're the same way. If they, they get their backs backed into a corner, they're going to – they're going to come out swinging that's just how they are
1: did you and jb rip a marlboro in the hospital
3: no they didn't want me to do that with my lung. <laughs> but did JB you want to probably
1: standing outside i know they smoking. didn't want you to i didn't ask yeah. you if they wanted yeah. you to i asked you if you did
3: <laughs> no i didn't
0: <laughs> what did uh what did mooney say to you when you're laying in the hospital bed when he first sees you what's his words of advice
3: He's like, well, good thing you got two lungs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I figured there oh, wouldn't honestly. be much sympathy there. <laughs>
2: so.
0: <laughs> so on the other side of things, you know, obviously you had the finals that you want to your best friend, your traveling partner on the other side of things in uh, in Stetson, right? Has a torn hamstring tries to get through day one, um, you really overshadowed the story of the of the NFR, but at the start of the NFR, he was the story, and and not being able to compete, you see him, you know, hold on to his dad, and and in tears, and knowing that his finals are are done. When you go back to the locker room and he's having those sorts of emotions, what do you as a traveling partner say to him, or or what did you try to do to help him out? It
3: it was kind of tough, I like I ended up texting him that night. Cause I, like, I honestly didn't know what to say. Like you got a seven time, eight time world champion now. Like I didn't know what to say. Like, I know you want to tell him, like, you know, keep your head up, like you'll get through it. But I, at that point, I didn't know what to say. And I, I got to thinking about it. And then later that night I texted him and I, I really did feel sick for him. Like he he was on track to try and win the triple crown and, and he was going to have a good shot at it. And uh, I I was sick to my stomach when I found out that he wasn't getting on in the second round in the bull riding and that he was going to be done. And I, I ended up texting him and I, I told him, I said, dude, I'm sick for you and and I just hope you, you can stay positive about things and, and go ahead and get this fixed because I, I know – Myself that you can win the triple crown like, and but uh he, the next couple of days like I think as it went on and he like realized that he really couldn't keep competing. I think he was kind of at ease with it and and how he stayed out there the whole two weeks and signed autographs and did, did all did. that stuff that yeah that I mean Shit, I don't Kai I don't... he couldn't
1: even stand up in the shower let alone ride no. a bucking horse or a bull another story. Yeah he just about wiped himself out getting out of the shower his leg gave out on him serious like just
0: was he by himself before. or
1: yeah <laughs> well but yeah that's one thing uh i did mention to him kai um I, I don't know if you i'm sure you saw i posted a picture um on instagram everybody in the back and the one guy with his hands up and you were in the arena with your hands up i think that just sums it up there's a picture of of uh it would have been from stetson's first nfr in 19 um which that would have been yours too right uh
3: no my first 20? one was
1: 20 yeah. in 19 when he rode one and 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 Ryder and and rusty were on the back of the chutes cheering like those are the yeah. people that you want to have in your corner for sure and yeah um you know what i think that well i was going to mention this too i think your level of stardom we had uh, Flint's show Thursday, um, following the big Wednesday night, and uh, we got up there, and you should have seen the crowd that was was there and waiting for the boys to leave. So it was it was Kai, Ryder, and Stetson, and uh, Kai phones me. He's like, "You're gonna have to help me get out of here. Like I want to. You know, you wanted to go have a rest, and I didn't blame you for that. And I saw your stardom, your level of stardom." just reach another level in 24 hours there and uh trust me i've been using that with everybody i've talked to ever since that wants to write a check too so
2: um (laughs)
1: it was it no i'm not joking fellas it was crazy um they moved the stage this year upstairs um so it wasn't easy just to get out of there like it was a few years of flint show out the back door and you're gone and uh that's how you gauge it i think you can walk around and and see all the signings that are going on with different guys from different events. And, you know, there's always people, but not like that, not what I saw there on Thursday. And that was, that was incredible. It really was.
0: Yeah. What, is it, what does that do to you, Kai? Does that change anything your mindset or uh, attitude towards what you're going out about things? I know that a lot of people, right. When you, when you hit that next level, you become a world championship. Things change, right? Is it probably not sunk in yet, but uh, does it feel different for you? In situations like that, I
3: I guess a little bit like at now it's like a lot more people recognize you, but uh, I it still hasn't sunk in completely. But I too I know like at the end of the day, your jobs to ride bulls and you go you go stay level headed about it. And at the end of the day, I I remember like when I first met JB and all them guys that I looked up to, like I thought they were these super superman like superheroes and then you get to know them and you realize they're no different to me and you they just they've figured out how to win more than everybody else and that's what makes them so good but at the end of the day they're still normal human beings and that and that i i'm just still kai and still think the same way i i just have figured out how to win more
0: was there a point during the during the 10 days or maybe sometime during the year this year when you were having the year that you had where you kind of had a, a come-together moment or a situation where you were like, you know what, maybe I am good enough to be a world champion, not just a contender or not in the top 10 or an NFR qualifier. I could actually be a world champion bull rider.
3: Yeah, I think I always thought I could, but... It wasn't it wasn't until about the middle of the summer where I that role that started off in Houston, and, uh, the end of San and Turin, start of Houston, it it just wasn't ending and my mindset wasn't changing and I wasn't having any, any doubt. And I just kept hammering and kept at it and it made me realize like you you can run with them guys all the time, so don't stop now.
0: So have you have you talked to Donnie Gay since uh since the Mega incident? <laughs>
3: oh yeah I wanna get a I wanna get a shirt made with the picture of me knocked out with that bull that says he knocked he got the dog shit knocked out. <Yeah>
2: yeah
1: when it happened i i th- think i thought i heard that and then the next day tanner texts me and he's like fuck did you hear donnie gave what he said when guy got knocked out and i'm like yeah i figure that's what he said
2: open the gate
1: <laughs> oh, yeah yeah and he wasn't i didn't hear any of that i i didn't i didn't get that <laughs> but i got
0: tanner in the open the
3: gate <laughs> yeah that that was pretty funny
0: Guy, your riding song, too, is one that stands out that a lot of people are uh, are talking about as well, uh, known by <laughs> by the name of Cocaine Country Dancing. So is that, uh, is that uh, just your favorite song, or is there some meaning behind this one? So
3: uh, earlier this winter, when I guess this is what started it all, things weren't going worth a shit. I went to Denver, Fort Worth, started San and turn i fell off everything and after San and turn extreme balls i said to jb i said hey i'm coming to the house and i'm getting on balls every day this week i'm getting this shit figured out But when i got there like it's so casual when we're practicing like we're talking shit mocking around like i just had no cares in the world i was there having fun and i said fuck it i'm not wearing my hat I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to ride balls and have fun. Well, Randy introduced me. Randy Quateria introduced me to the song Cocaine Country Dancing. <laughs> and for the attitude of not giving a shit, I thought that song was quite fitting and sounded pretty good. And I took a liking to it.
0: <laughs> it is a banger. It is a good one. We've used it for yeah, the intros and, and the outros yeah. on this.
3: So I can't remember what round it was after, but and the sound guy, I told him, I'm like, you need to play that when I get on. I'm like, that that pumps me up. And I can't remember what round it was after. Maybe it was after round three or four. Paul Cawthon, the guy that wrote and sings that song, follows me on Instagram yes. MS, <laughs> and and messages me, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
3: he, uh, he kept seeing them rides throughout the week with that song. And he kept messaging me. He's like, hey, man, you're back in Texas. Let me know if you can come hang out. I'm like, hell yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, there's that stardom. There's that stardom again, man
0: uh any advice from uh from mooney himself i know you made her back just in time to go feed all his bulls for he said you're the number one feed hand in bucktown (laughs) but uh any uh any advice from him like moving forward as to you know just how to how to do things or how to act or world champion style maybe tell you to keep your head on straight any advice from him since you've been home
3: no we really haven't talked much uh we I was over there hanging out with him today and stuff, but not yet. I we're we're still going to party Friday celebrate. So I'll pro- I'll give it a week and just kind of enjoy the time and have a bit of time off and just chill out, and then I'll I'll pick his brains here in another week or two and see what's the next plan of attack.
0: So <laughs> I've seen you already got on a bull today.
3: Yeah, that didn't go too good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was talking to Matt Sharping the other week because he told me that he was taking Arctic out there. And I said, that bull's pretty quiet, ain't he? Like, you can sit on him and stuff. Like, if he's standing by the fence and he's like, oh, yeah, like, he's like a big dog. Like, you can pat on him. You can sit on him. He said, just just don't squeeze him hard with your legs. But, like, you can sit on him. And I think he's got pictures of his daughter sitting on him. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, (laughs) we're out there today. And Randy's out there. I'm like, Randy, sit on him. Like, we'll take a picture. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, Artic's standing there right by the fence getting scratches, just loving it. So I climbed up on the fence, and I rubbed his back with my foot, and I just slid down on him. And I, I was just sitting there scratching him on the hump. Well, JB walked away, and then I think he realized he wasn't the one scratching him anymore. <laughs> he realized there was someone on his back, and he didn't like it.
0: Uh, uh, Piled up on the fence. Yeah, yeah. keep that
1: fence right here. Keep that tight. Yeah.
0: How is the? I'm sure the world the world championship uh, uh overtakes it, but how is the body and the head and everything now that you're home and kind of all the all the excitements maybe a little bit down and uh, you know the fans everything's not there you're back home not by yourself but you know what i'm saying right it's it's kind of yeah. all finished now how's everything feeling
3: it's it's feeling a little sore i guess because i mean you're not thinking about riding and stuff every day and your mind's not kind of occupied with other things but it'll be good to have a few days off and i bet here in another week i'll be feeling back to normal again sir. So.
1: Yeah, you deserve it, I think. A little time off ain't going to hurt Kite. Yeah.
3: No,
2: that's but good. it's, it, yeah. it, it right.
1: too <laughs> is, you're on a, you're on a, like a pure adrenaline high for 10, 12 days. You don't have time, even when you're sleeping, you know, you're sleeping, but you don't have time to be sore or think about stuff, uh, right?
0: No, no. Game on. Okay, Kai, uh, we're going to have to get you back on because I want to go back into the the history of coming from Australia and all the different stuff that you've had to go through and being a foreigner into America, which is just Canada, but a lot of the similarities of, you know, f- starting over and meeting new people and, and doing things completely yeah. different from what you've known your whole life. So I want get, to get you back on and go into to all that sort of stuff. But when you did come over here, you lived with Cody Lambert for a while, right? Oh, yeah, the Cody Lambert story. You got some good ones for us?
3: I, the best, the best one, probably, funniest one for me. There was a guy, Steve Vadusic. He, uh, he, good guy. He, he was got a little strung out on alcohol and drugs and stuff. Well, he come out to Cody Lambert's, and Cody took him under his wing and got in. Steve got back on track and he's doing great now. He's been bucking bulls and stuff again and doing great. Well, me and Steve were living out there for a good while together. Well, we live up there at the barn and we'd water the arena for him with the tractor and stuff. And in, instead of if it was windy or rainy, we wouldn't pull the roller door up to drive the tractor and the water trailer straight out the back we just turn and drive it across the concrete patio and then drive it outside <laughs> well it there may have been a lot of mud and dirt all over the concrete slab from the tractor and we didn't get a chance to clean it up in time well <laughs> cody pulls up there to saddle his horses and and go ride and rope, and there's mud and dirt all over the concrete slab, well, we did get an arse chewing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then by the afternoon, it was all good. We were roping and having fun.
0: How did you get hooked up with him? Was that through Troy, or how did you get hooked up to stay at, at Cody's place?
3: Yeah, it was through Troy. Uh, when I was going to college uh, in 2019 was my first full year over here and I wanted to stay during the summer and rodeo. And I asked Troy if he knew anyone over here still that I could just kind of base myself out of just while I rodeo and stuff. And he ended up calling Cody and and passed my number on to him and I called Cody. And, and then I, I was there for all the 19, 20 and pretty much most of 21, so. Okay. And
0: what, well, he's got like a bunkhouse there and an arena and stuff that, that there's a few different guys, right. That live in that, like around there, or he takes in.
3: Yeah. Yeah, No, he's always, there's always guys passing through there. He's got like a barn dominion on the end of his arena. And then he's got another like kind of shop with a, another room and kitchen and stuff in it too. He's, he's got quite a lot of room there for, to help people out and stuff. So that's pretty good.
0: And I I think there was a story, it was on Dale Brisby's podcast, I think that you told, but he really kind of gave you the the confidence, right. To maybe take that next level.
3: Yeah. Uh In 2019, I was just kind of scatterbrains trying to figure out how to rodeo and stuff. And like, I knew I wanted to do good things, but I just didn't know what direction to go and how to go about it. And during the NFR in 2019, he'd come down there one day and he was like, you've been watching it? And I said, yeah, I've been watching it every night. And he told me, he said, that's where you should be next year, hands down. And kind of when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. And it it kind of it gave me a goal and a direction ahead. So it, it was a big help. Well,
1: how did you and Stetson get traveling together then, Kai? I never uh, asked you guys yeah
3: we we just met. Oh, I got a good story about that. We we met. Well, that's what
1: this is all about: is good stories.
3: The uh, the winner of 2020. I had a bull drawn that I I'd been on a bull that he had drawn, and he just messaged me about it. And then I seen him in San Antonio, and we were chatting and stuff. Well, then towards the end of the summer that year, there was quite a few rodeos up around Utah that I was going to and stuff, and. There was one in Salt Lake City and then a week later with the tour finals in Rapid City. And he said, well, hell, just fly up, do Salt Lake, and then you can come back and stay at the house for a week. And then we'll go to Rapid City together. And then after that, you can fly back to Texas. I said, "Okay, no worries. So I go to Salt Lake, go back to his house. I can't remember if it was like the second or third night I'm there. I had only just met Rusty Ryder and Statler actually, or I might've seen him once before that year, but like first time ever actually spending any time with them. And I, I knew Stetson somewhat decent, but we hadn't been hanging out that long and where at Stetson's house and his mom and dad are over, Rusty, Ryder, Statler and uh, Ryder and Rusty's family are over. Like, the whole family's pretty much there. So 47
1: uh, of them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I'm sitting in the lounge room, and a few of them are up around the kitchen and scattered through the lounge room. And I guess Stetson had been paying Statler to mow his lawn Well, Rusty and Stetson were having beef, and Rusty told Stetson that he should just mow his own fucking lawn. <laughs> and oh, I Stetson, Stetson said, well, how about you don't fucking worry about it and mind your own business? Well, then with that, it turned into a whole family brawl. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just just sitting in in the lounge chair, just looking around the place, (laughs) whistling, twiddling my thumbs, and Rusty and Stetson and Ryder and Statler in the, I think Cody was in it too, in the kitchen, just... (laughs)
1: complete
3: all-out role and then it ends up outside
1: <laughs> you know what that's hilarious we got that story on our second was Cherie our second pod yeah and we had the boys on and one I of them
0: think, right off the start yeah yeah
1: yeah we asked the question if they ever get out like who's the toughest and that story come up and then Cherie's like yeah and kai was here for the very first time i felt <laughs> so sorry for that boy she said yeah had to listen to it all
0: were they? did they actually throw down Do they go at it like would they get scrapping or wrestling Or oh, they go? yeah it,
1: it was pretty
3: freaking heated and i was like holy shit and i stetson's got a basement at his house so i just kind of went down there i'm like yeah i got this is none of my business i went down there and hid stetson comes down he goes man i'm i'm so sorry he's like does this usually happen in, like, do you, does this happen in your family? I'm like, oh yeah, man, it's fine. This, and this happens all the time. I'm used to it. <laughs> and then, like, I think. A year later, I told him, no, this
0: doesn't happen in my let I mean, That's crazy. Uh, you,
1: were up, you, let's go. You, you were up the next morning mowing everybody's lawn, getting it all tied yeah. up. Uh, God, yeah. 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 Stetson woke up to a lawnmower, and Kai's out there. In the <laughs> just giving her.
0: Hey, Kai, what's the, what was the situation with the pirate suit for Hayes Weight? How did that all come about?
3: Oh, sir, if you're a if it's either your rookie year and you make the NFL or it's just your first time making the NFL, so, like, you're an NFL rookie, if you fall off your first-round ball, you have to – there's a consequence. You have to do something, and pretty much all the other guys in the locker room tell everyone before they get on, like, what their consequence will be if they don't make the whistle. So – uh, Cullen Telfer was Edward 40 hands. He had to drink two 40 ounces mm-hmm. after like round two or something and couldn't leave until they were all gone. Ooh.
0: Did you tape and, him to his hands?
3: Yep, tape <laughs> yeah. him to his hands. <laughs>
0: nice. And then
3: Hayes' weight was his consequence was he had to wear a stupid costume in the grand entry. So Cody Rustaki, the boardroom director, he went and bought him that pirate suit Made him wear it, and then they fined him two hundred dollars for not being in Western at all. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wasn't what the fine
0: was going to be. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I'd take the two hundred dollar fine than the forty ounces.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Eddie's all was, over everywhere in the pirate suit.
3: It was funny actually. Uh, in twenty one, when JB made the finals, they told him. You're gonna have to drink two forty ounces before you get on the next night. If you fall off the first round ball, he he laughed. He said, "Hell, I do that anyway." I'm doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wasn't uh, gonna be a punishment for that guy.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but, hey man, well we've held you here, and that was you know a lot of the the talk was the the NFR stuff, right? And obviously, uh the biggest. Biggest ten days of your life, I'm sure, and and it was pretty cool to be able to follow along and watch it. And I did want to get your opinion on a lot of it because, like you say, there's you know there's the both sides of it. So it was great to hear your side of the story and know that now you're you're going to take some time and and get shit lined out and be ready to go. And got that gold buckle in your pocket. And I'm sure that a guy like you, that's not uh, not the end goal, right? What's the what's the moving forward plan? Win some more of those PBR. What's in the future for our for our guy, Kai John, here?
3: Def, definitely try and win a few more, whether it be PSA or PBR.
0: He's mm-hmm. nice. open. Good answer. All right, yeah. Scott's, got our, <laughs> Scott's got our infamous questions for you.
1: Uh, hey, Kai, uh, congratulations, man. 2023 world champion, uh, probably a childhood dream come true. And uh, in my opinion, and probably everybody else around the world, you are the epitome of not being a pussy. It was so... <laughs> fucking good to see and watch but this is the nfp podcast you know what our take is on it what's yours
3: no fucking pussies <laughs> come on let's get it going Only you can
0: keep me rolling at a quarter to three you know what i need well i'll twist for your baby hit a rip for you baby take another shot get lit for your baby hey. It's a quarter to four Do we have any
1: more? Cocaine Contra dancing For
2: you Cocaine Contra dancing